0: Five a, a, a couple, what's up, guys? A, a couple guys. years off, you know. But you know, off. um, sorry guys, we're in mid conversation. Um, join oh in c- 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 <laughs> okay. if you know, you know. <laughs>
1: So this is What's With The Neighbors. That is Bree,
0: And that is Amy. Bree, I my have a question buddy. for you. Okay.
1: So pull out your phone. Got it. Okay. And go to, like, you're going to text me or mm-hmm. somebody. I'm there. And what are the first five most recent, your, like, top five used emojis?
0: Oh, my God. So ironically. All right. Oh, my God. This is. I don't know why there's an ice cube in there.
1: Why is there an ice cube in there? I
0: don't know why there's an ice cube in there, but the bourbon is on point. But this is the first time I drink bourbon in like, you know, a oh. minute.
1: In a minute? Yeah. Okay. So I got, where did
0: go back? Okay. We have a crying laughing emoji. We have Way a thumbs to- up. I send thumbs up emojis all the time, and also I send the the index finger and the thumb finger, like the OK sign, a lot. And then I've got a like a eh. face, mm, like a mm. kind of bummed out. Face. Like I'm not, I'm not super happy. Like I'm not super sad, but I like, oh man, that stinks. And yeah. then an ice cube, and then um, a whiskey. I assume that's. Amy has an upside down smiley face. A dinosaur. A gray heart, a skull, and then the crying laughing emoji. Are we old for having those the crying laughing ones?
1: Nah. Does that make us old? Nah. So, Brie wanted to go first this week. So, I have a neighborhood story. All righty. It says, Hornet's Nest. Oh, this is also on um, Marketplace. Hornet's Nest. This is a perfect example of a nest attached with two branches several leaves attached if you're looking for a perfect untouched undamaged hornet's nest this one is for you great decor piece also have another looks a little wind looks a little wind damaged but still nice it is in another tree if you want to climb up and cut it down can help and Guess how much they were selling this thing for? <laughs>
0: my God, how much?
1: Three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my God! I mean, it is a huge hornet's nest. So, but also, but it's a huge fucking hornet's nest,
0: which means there's going to be a lot of hornets in it. I'm sorry for my f bomb, but you know what? It wait, wait, wait. Is this a thing, or is this a joke? Because if this is an actual thing. I could see it being an actual thing because people are just stupid.
1: I don't know, dude. I'm
0: sorry, but that's I mean, really stupid.
1: So we we had a hornet's nest and we had someone come in and take it down for us. And like a professional. And they were really bummed that it was so high up in the tree because they wanted, it was the biggest one they've ever seen. And they wanted to preserve it. What? Yeah, they're like, I wish that w- we had our bucket lift so that we could preserve it and keep it for the office. And I'm I not like,
0: surprised. I'm
1: it's really like, not surprised.
0: Like that, oh, who would, but $300, that's a lot of money. And then that's you're going to have to endure money. possible stings from Hornets, and those bitches are
1: mean. Unless it's abandoned. It didn't yeah, say. Yeah, true, 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 true. But. So here's the thing. Why are you paying $350 for what? Hornet vomit? <laughs> That's what it is. It is. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Uh,
0: you know, I did see a famous or uh, a TikToker who i follow on tiktok obviously yeah um she's a mom and she is a very like i don't want to call her a bad parent but like she was what you would hashtag a bad parent like she's a she's clearly a good mom and like kind of like but a the mom that you and i always... would be yes okay. she's very okay. like down to earth and like you know you get what you get and you don't pitch a fake yeah. type deal. Yeah, And, um, she apparently got a comment in one of her videos about her pants and the person asked if she would send her pants and send them to them without washing them. And she made a TikTok video about it and saying like, look, I got a comment about this and, um, they're going to pay me $200 or $300. So, um, I'm clearly going to do it. I would too. Yeah, I would. <laughs> like, you know, you got to make some money. You want a hornet's nest down? You got to pay $300 to get this hornet's nest.
1: Yeah. And they get the hornet's nest away. Yeah, exactly. It's like two birds and one stone. Two hornets and one stone. There you go. That's what it is. Boom. All right. What's your story, buddy? <laughs> All right. Um, I have not Trying to not keep done... us on track this yeah, week because good. last week was an hour we'll and a half. It
0: like, everywhere. Yeah. Okay, um, this week I am doing Hawaii. I'm not doing Hawaii, but I'm doing Hawaii. Hey. <laughs> I haven't done hello a story in Hawaii, Hawaii. yet. Hello, aloha. Aloha means hello and goodbye. Do you know how oh, I know ha, that? means
1: family, and family means nobody gets left behind.
0: Nope. Yep. Do you know how I know how aloha means hello and goodbye? Because of miscongeniality. Thank you, Sandra Bullock. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So I am. It's a good doing, movie. It is such a good movie. <laughs> I am doing the Kaimiku, Kaimiku House.
1: Oh, okay.
0: All right. So uh, it's one of the Hawaii's most haunted spots. It is located Whoa. on the corner of 8th and Harding and lies. Um, here lies most like the most vanilla a normal looking house that you've ever like seen. It's not like a haunted house, like you'd picture, but yeah. it's like a normal looking house.
1: So, like normal meaning like early two thousands normal or like? I mean,
0: it's like a two story. You can look it up. Um, it's like a two story, like nice looking house that you would just, and it's, I think it's got like a porch and everything. It looks like a perfectly normal looking house. Is it like called? you wouldn't. Uh, K A I M U K I Kamuki house. Just search Kamuki house, Kasha K A S H A. Okay, um, while you're doing that, so it's also referred to as the Kasha house of Kamuki. Okay. You see it, so
1: it's super normal, yeah, right? So- it looks very normal. It looks like it was probably built in, like, the uh, late 70s, 90s, 80s. early 80s. Uh, really um, wood, wood paneling on the side. It looks fun. Like it, it looks, looks like, like a happy just, family would live there. Yeah, like, it probably needs some updates, but it's not, like, super dated. Yeah,
0: it's not like what you imagine a haunted house, but nothing is what you picture, so, with haunted houses. Anyway. Okay, so it's also referred to as the Kasha House of Kamuki. Um, And I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Sorry, I did research it, but, you know, I forget. So, first off, to completely understand, here is what Kasha means. Uh, Kasha means fire cart. In oh. Japanese, um, in Japanese folklore, a fire cart or Kasha is a corpse-eating demon.
1: No! super
0: fun. At least they're already dead. Just saying.
1: That's true.
0: Um, it's often described as a humanoid cat-like demon with a burning tail. Other interpretations of this include a demon will that will hide in Crematoriums or funerals, waiting to steal corpses. Um, so, yeah, back to the house. Okay. All right, I'm gonna give there. you everything that I have found, um, fact or fiction. It's what I found, and I don't know what's the truth and whatnot. So, here it goes. Sounds about right. I'm gonna go through a couple of different owners and incidents that have happened over the years that have like hit the internet or the news um, or police reports. So. Um, police report.
1: Police report. Sorry, I
0: was You're good. Um incident number one. In the summer of nineteen forty-two, the story changes often depending on where you've heard it or get it. Um, but this one states that when a single mother was living at the home with her three children, one evening the police were called to the home and found the mother hysterical in the front yard screaming, She's trying to kill my children. What? When the police ran into the home, they found the three children being moved and thrown around, strangled and beaten by an unseen force. They spent over an hour unable to do anything just watching this happen. Oh, my god! Now, I don't know if they died or not, but when I did look up the incident, um, I had searched murders in the home and this one popped up. So I don't know if they died. Um, So here's the actual news article. It's titled, Police Called to Shoe Ghosts from Kamiku.
1: Shoo! Shoe, shoe ghost.
0: Shoo! Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Kawana, Hawaii's own witchcraft, brewed evils again Wednesday night, dispelling old-timers' hopes that the war had stilled it. Hang on. am on my glasses like an old person. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Answering a k- Kamiku near riot call blank police sergeant i'm gonna do a lot of blanks and blank and patrolman blank So a lot of names in here yeah and patrolman blank uh a boy 10 and his two sisters 18 and 20 shrieking on a sofa the mother besides shrieking was waving tea leaves and sprinkling hawaiian salt to ward off ghosts Blank said her son had detected an odor of ghosts. All right. Ghosts. Angry at being found out, the spirits first attacked him, then began repeated attempts to strangle his sisters, she said. My, oh my husband gosh. who left me is to blame, the mother added. The dad left. It's his fault. After a one and a half hour struggle, police and family yielded the home to Kahuna and retreated to the mother's to blank to the mother's sister's home. As they left, and sleepless neighbors gave thanks, the mother turned on Sergeant Blank. Look, you have goosebumps too, or goose pimples too. So, freaked out the cops. Like, yeah, this is an actual news article. Look wow, it look okay. it up. No, All I right. want to. So, something was strangling the kids, throwing the kids around, freaking them out. That's
1: insane.
0: Again, I don't know if anyone died or not. Incident number two. So, either this is a take on that previous incident, or uh-huh. just a completely different story. But one of the stories that I found involved a not so happy family. A father who had killed his two kids and wife, then the man chopped up the bodies and hid them on the property. The police discovered the corpses of the wife and the son in the garden, but the daughter was never found. <sighs> now, there's no evidence of this particular story, but it's it, it was in several different sources that I had found okay. so. Um, incident number three, according to a 1972 news article, an urgent call was made by three girls who were sharing a house. No address is in the article. However, it's a neighborhood that has a very big reputation for being haunted. So it's likely the same. The
1: whole
0: neighborhood? Um, n- um I think it's just the one house. It says oh, okay, the okay. article that I found said the neighborhood, but yeah. Uh, So the girls reported hearing strange noises and feeling physical sensations. And when the girls left, they had requested to be followed by officers. And here is the article. Okay. Um, A police officer in a patrol car in Kamiku got a late night call from three girls sharing a house, which the neighborhood considered haunted. So the specific house was considered haunted by the neighborhood. Yes. Um, the girls heard strange noises from someone moving around and talking, and one of the girls oh. said she felt a hand on her arm. They hey. decided to spend the rest of the night, in Papco Lee with the mother of one of the girls and wanted the policeman to follow them there. So they wanted, like, a police right. ex- escort. The girls got into the car. The officer got into his, and they drove down Wa'ai Lee Avenue. Suddenly, the girl driving pulled her car into the blank parking lot. The policeman later wrote in his report that the girl in the middle of the front seat was fighting off someone who could not be seen, but who was strangling her. He jumped out of his car and reached into the girl's car to help. In retelling the story, the officer said a big, strong, calloused hand that could not possibly belong to a teen girl grabbed my arm and twisted it. I radioed for assistance. The answering officer was prepared for a parking lot fight, but not for a ghost. There was a ghost in the car, he told me, and he was white as a sheet. The girls were hysterical. I told the girl who had been choked to get into the police car and the other two to follow us to Papikali. as soon as she got into the car, or as soon as she got into the car, the motor died. It wouldn't start up again. He put her back into the girl's car. The officer tried the motor and it immediately started. The two cars drove about five yards and suddenly the door of the girl's car flew open and the same girl fell out onto the road. Again, she was tearing at her throat as if someone was choking her. Together the two policemen were not strong enough to pull her hands away. The blank sergeant police the blank police sergeant ran into blank. I don't know. Um so I don't know if she was strangled to death. That
1: or is not crazy. But it
0: made it sound like she may have been strangled to death. So that's I know that's wild that that like made the news.
1: Well, and the fact that the off like it, the officer could like feel the see. hand. Oh, yeah, well, it's the way it they is...
0: described it. They said it clearly did not belong to one of the girls. Like it made me. It makes me think that the way it's written is that like they see this like Stop. ghost hand. Stop. Your mic switched. <laughs> this is where <laughs> it starts or continues. Okay,
1: so where where did I? <laughs> where did i start doing that i don't know it was when you moved your hand i noticed it okay. you sounded fine
0: okay well i just i'll just keep on going where i was then yeah yeah okay so i don't know if she was strangled to death or not but it sounds like she was and it's like like all i can picture is like this creepy manly worked ghost hand coming out of nowhere out of like the back seat and just like grabbing her neck and choking her.
1: Oh, I don't like, like that. It
0: just makes me think of the grudge.
1: I don't know why. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay. Um
1: we're going to make a little announcement just in case, okay? Um if breeze mic sounded weird for however long um it was an accident. We fix it. Deal with it.
0: You're still going to listen to it.
1: It's fine. You still love us. You still
0: love us. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. So this next incident occurs in 1977 when a Japanese couple moved into the home not knowing the backstory. And on the first night, the wife had woken up at midnight to a very cold room in Hawaii, need I remind you. Um, Hawaii gets cold? I mean, probably not. I that don't know, old. actually. I've never been. And while and she had seen a white figure or a woman with no arms or legs floating, so just like a torso of a woman.
1: I don't know like that.
0: She'd attempted to wake up her husband and he woke up and of course he didn't see anything. So he thinks he didn't she's see crazy. Anything. Oh um my gosh. The next day the couple did contact a priest and um I guess the Blah blah blah. So I guess I guess it helped Um, contacting the priest. I guess they blessed the home. Um,
1: Bless this. It kind of reminds
0: me of the last story that I did, or the one before this one with the um, what was it, David Galatzel? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Where they
0: immediately like their brains first jumped into like, oh my god, our house is haunted, or there's a possession going on, so we need to call a priest, right? (laughs) So they yeah. did that, and it did work. They're good. Yeah, yeah. They they There's got ahead of it. You know, if you feel like your house is haunted, you should probably get ahead of that shit and, like, contact a priest and be like, hey, yeah. let's exterminate this. Or yeah. Ghostbusters, if you have them on... Um speed yeah. dial.
1: Speed dial, yeah. You guys don't
0: know what that is. Alright, so um the priest did tell them that there was a spirit in the home and it was a Kasha demon. He had advised them to make offerings of bread and water every night for a week. So it's like a hangry demon
1: oh and i guess love it our hungry demon
0: yes hangry hangry bread bread and water um i would be happy with that as well because bread is delicious it's carbs like if you're hungry and like angry about it you need some carbs in your system
1: when you were little did you think that if you went to prison you only were fed bread and water yes yeah we <laughs> <Me> do <too. laughs>
0: i think it's because of like all the stories of like of like aladdin i know they like yeah. gave them like a, a like a roll of bread <laughs> yeah <laughs> was what they had <laughs> but like also the bible they got like bread yeah. and that was yeah so you know i don't know <laughs> it's it's a very filling food
1: it, it sure so. is
0: Uh, We have another incident, Uh, incident number five. This one involves a lesbian couple. We're getting into the LGBTQPRS community. Um, Awesome. One of the women in the couple ended up falling in love with a man. So the man was jealous. And so he Mm. murdered them both and then committed suicide in the home and the bodies he killed
1: both the women
0: Yep. and then, and then committed killed themselves. Yep. I don't, I don't think know has
1: resolved anything.
0: It, oh, 1000% not. <laughs> like you're dumb. You just ruined a good relationship. Yeah, well, yeah. A, a iffy relationship because also, no one was just clearly loyal. Kill you guys should have just like kept up the love triangle. Yeah. You had a good thing going.
1: You know, that was your guys' fault.
0: There was one it's person that fault. was not happy at all times. So, you know, that was the problem.
1: I see, I see, I see, I see. You know, Um, also, maybe just if you have jealousy issues, don't take it out on other people. Yeah, and
0: don't jump into a love triangle. So, like, just make it like a straight line.
1: There's no need to add another line to that. You, I mean, you don't have to be straight, but just make it a straight line. (laughs) Unless (laughs) that's perfect. (laughs) <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> but like you know if you're gonna be in a throuple or whatever like that's fine polyagamous or whatever it's called I don't know what it's called that's fine too the but fact like, that you just said a thruple, you, you just can't get jealous like g- take care of it go to yeah. counseling
0: yeah you know do all three take all three there
1: also we are not <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay, so i guess the i again i don't know what's true and what's not because i
1: didn't see a news article in this one but it this does is say the bodies entire, were found what, this is exactly how it feels talking to you i never know if you're telling the truth or not <laughs>
0: Because I am so good at mm, Keeping straight face. No I'm not kidding. You are the worst I'm so liar i bad at surprises I'm the you're worst liar so ever so bad at it I have to like Prepare in front of a mirror For like half an hour Actually like a day Before I tell a good lie And I'm just like Alright this is what happened And I'm like sitting there Talking to myself in the mirror And my kid walks in And I'm like Mom what are you doing I'm like Go away You don't need to see this <laughs> Shouldn't tell lies <laughs> do you do that though do you like you know like talk to yourself in a mirror and prepare yourself for a conversation that's a really important you don't do that oh my god i feel so
1: weird oh but who
0: else does that please make me feel better and like i'm sure there's other people that do that i should be like look i also have prepared conversations with myself that are going to be difficult conversations
1: i normally like do a lot of (laughs) and then like
0: i also have like prepared like reactions for the other person i'm like All oh. right, what if they react this way what if they're angry but what if they're accepting about it you know like oh. you know like going in the bathroom like preparing to get your like golden grammy award or whatever it's like the same i mean i kind did that when i was little yeah you but know i'm an adult I,
1: I do that stuff in my head
0: nope i do it in real life so there's and that. then
1: i just make a lot of groaning noises and like peel over because i don't want to do it
0: i have seen you actually uh, your camera i have actually seen you do that like in person though I know <laughs> you don't do that in the quiet of your bathroom no. in the privacy of your bathroom no no i didn't, I didn't
1: mean in the bathroom <laughs> like, oh, i do it I don't like i want to do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> re, you don't make me <laughs> and you're like you need to do it i'm like oh. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. So to wrap this all up, um, I guess. So I did find a more recent uh, post from a blogger named Keith oh. Man. Um, I guess the original home is gone, and in its place stands a two-story duplex. I guess someone tore it down again. I'm not a hundred percent sure on all this. So you know, it's hard to get facts from fiction whenever it's like a personal, private home. Uh, so, yeah, so this guy um actually lived there for a short period of time. I believe in two thousand and fifteen. Whoa, um, he knew of the home, he knew of its past, but he was in a really rough situation, if anything, maybe a worse situation than living in that house. And so, like, he was like, "You know, it can't get any worse in the situation right. that I'm in right now, so I'm gonna live here with a couple of friends so uh right after moving in, they all agreed on some ground rules including no Ouija boards, no Halloween parties, and no challenging the ghost or tempting fate. I feel like this guys pretty smart on doing that, like definitely. If you're going to live yeah, in a haunted but... house and you know it's haunted, then you should definitely set some ground rules.
1: What about what what is a haunted or a Halloween, a Halloween party? party? I know <laughs> like like
0: why 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 would a Halloween party like bring the ghost out like maybe because it leads to stuff like that it's like a gateway drug for like ouija boards
1: it is it is halloween parties are a gateway drug for for
0: haunted shit um (laughs) so um (laughs) he wasn't too worried he claimed and uh i guess his landlord actually lived above them with like a family and they had had no issues for years oh so they weren't stressed about it um of course Over the course of living there, no one really reported any major things or his roommates. However, he did talk about a couple of small little minor situations. Um, He would sometimes wake up at exactly 4.33 a.m., wide awake, wired, like he had just had a cup of coffee. Um, And he said that he would sometimes uh, feel like something was watching him and the room would be freezing he had oh. a personal like AC unit in the room and he would set it to seventy-two degrees and he said overnight it would drop to sixty. Again, oh. in Hawaii. Yeah. He also had like a gut feeling that something was very wrong. And again, like something was watching him. Um he couldn't see or feel or hear anything like in the room with him, but like he right. just knew. Um also following him waking up all the smoke alarms in the house would all like beep once in unison, which makes me think the Kasha thing with the fire uh-huh. tail, the cat, it's yeah. like a, they, some people described it as like a demon with a, like as a cat with a fire tail. Like it right. makes me think like, what if it's the demon setting off the alarms? <laughs> I don't um, know. So they would beep all at one time. And like, these things are not programmed to be together. Right. Like they're all like separate. Right. So he would also feel panicked like um and it would lead to him running out of his room and once he would leave his room he would feel fine. So he felt like maybe his room was like the center of something Oh, it could be bad happening. Yeah. Maybe something bad had happened in the spot that he, his room was in because none of his other roommates had 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 reported anything and he had had like eight different roommates in the period of living there. Uh, But he said 99% of the time that he actually did live there, nothing crazy happened. So um, I'm sure it's a pleasant-ish place to live now. So, you know, if you want to go live there, go for it. But, you know, also, you know, maybe you should also set some ground rules just in case because you never know. But uh, that is the Kamiku, the house in Kamiku um Miku. with the kasha demon in it that or one was maybe fun. not in it yeah
1: it's different yeah i liked it thank you you're welcome that was a good one um also i wonder if there's the people that live there i wonder if they have like a tiktok and I like maybe it. i should look it up
0: i should look YouTube up the house on tiktok
1: so this week i am doing my second part of my three-part series of, i have
0: been dying to hear more of this sorry
1: it's okay of the uh what I, uh the what what did i call it um of the mcdonald's strip search oh, incident burglar that yeah burglar so, burglar if you didn't listen to last week's um you can listen to this week but you might not know what i'm talking about um so i'm just gonna do a little recap so um a young girl was uh forced to uh that worked at mcdonald's was forced to strip uh because an officer called the McDonald's and and told the managers that she was accused of dealing drugs, dealing and doing drugs and stole a little girl's coin purse. And so there's like little
0: girl's coin purse.
1: Yeah. So there was just like terrible things. They were like, she was being forced to like stand naked and stuff like that and do jumping jacks naked and whatever. So, um, Where I left off was that the That was in Washington,
0: right? Yes.
1: Okay. Sorry. Um so uh the where I left off was that the detectives put in in Google McDonald's strip search into Google and they realized that there is multiple incidents throughout the United States. So Um, In all of the incidents, the male caller would claim to be either a police officer or another kind of authority figure and then ask the store manager to assist in the investigation. Their request always involved ordering a strip search and to be carried out on a young woman, often a teenager. Most of the calls were made to fast food restaurants, mostly McDonald's, but some grocery stores also received some calls um, the caller appeared to be deliberately targeting small town communities. Uh, he had it had, he had been active, do, actively doing this for twelve years, oh with God. the earliest call dating back to nineteen ninety two. There were there was a sudden spike in reports throughout the late nineties and the early two thousands. Um, the one. Uh, on November something, in November, a female manager at the McDonald's in 2000, Litchfield, and let me repeat that. So in November in the year 2000, a female manager at a McDonald's in Litchfield received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer. The police officer claimed one of the customers inside the restaurant was a sex offender and persuaded and he persuaded the manager to remove her clothes in attempt to bait the suspect into committing a sexual assault (gasps) um he promised that the undercover officers were monitoring the situation and would rush in to protect her before an assault could actually take place dude i don't know how this guy needs to be a car salesman i how could you convince someone to remove your clothes as a a mcdonald's manager you could like hang up on a police officer couldn't you
0: unless they yeah, show their you're not yeah so freaking hang up and wait for them to show themselves
1: in person i'd be like come down here and talk to me you don't like, if a okay, police officer bye. calls you you have you have no reason to talk to them there's no absolutely not so by the time i hang I, up on them all the time
0: <laughs> the people asking for donations. Oh. I don't know if it's real or not. So I'm always like,
1: click. I don't know why police officers would be calling you asking for donations. Exactly. So I always think it's a scam. So I'm always like, "Me, bye. If it's like, <laughs> if it's like a local it's from police another department. State. No, it's not even local. It's, it's always from yeah, Florida. No. Yeah, they're... <laughs> I've your never heard of that before. Right That's a new scam. I didn't know about that one. I don't know if it's a scam, but yeah. So can you hear my dogs barking? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's it's not like overpowering. I hate it's, those dogs so much.
1: I'm just kidding, Mother. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I was about to say your and, mom listens. But Ted, Teddy is the, like, he just learned his voice, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, he learned, like, <sighs> barking. What sorry,
0: I just realized we like Teddy Roosevelt and now we can call him Teddy I Roosevelt.
1: I it's not, call not him even like Ms- Teddy Bear. I call him Teddy he I call him Mr. Roosevelt all the time. <gasps> I love his name. It yeah. it's perfect. Or I'll call him Theodore. Oh <laughs> so cute. I know. So, um, but he just recently learned his voice a couple weeks ago, so now everything he was like <laughs> And then he gets the other ones to do it. He's probably like, yeah, watch this, guys. I can make these dogs bark. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So by the end of the year of 2000, more than a dozen of these scam calls had been recorded. In 2003, there had been almost 60 similar incidents. Uh, police. De- the police departments struggle to determine what actual crime had been committed, and how the per- how to pursue the caller because they don't know where the call is coming from, and they're like, "Well, right. I mean, technically, he didn't do anything. He just told them take off your clothes, and they did. So, what crime is being committed? Right. I guess so. Yeah. But impersonating yeah. a police officer." That is one, yes. So, as time went on, the perpetrator's demands grew increasingly more aggressive. In February of 2003, the perpetrator called a McDonald's in Huntsville, Georgia. (laughs) We still live there. (laughs) Georgia. Um, Pretending to be a police officer, he commanded the restaurant manager to strip search a female employee in the woman's bathroom. He then convinced her to bring in a male employee and have him carry out a cavity search on the victim. (gasps) Yep. So in 2004, there had been uh, 70. I typed the word. It's 70. But I typed it out like in the words instead of the numbers. And Mm -hmm. so it looks weird to me. Um, so by 2004, there had been 70 of these hoaxes um, per- perpetrate- perpetrating across the 32 across 32 American states. Oh my um, gosh! In February, he targeted four separate Wendy's fast food restaurants in several neighborhoods south of Boston, Massachusetts. 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 <laughs> Put a little shh in that. <laughs> <laughs> So investigators there initially believed it was a local matter, but after looking online, they discovered the true extent of what was going on. A multi-jurisdiction task force was established to investigate the crimes. Well, they had to. Yeah, like, exactly. I I was just thinking,
0: like, is there a way that they can do But you just answered it. Like, they're all, yeah. like, getting in together on this one little, like...
1: Yeah, Project. normally, normally that goes to the FBI though, if okay. it's across state that fo- would make sense. Lines, but I guess they didn't. Maybe the crime isn't big enough for the FBI to be involved. I don't know. So um, this was led by Detective Sergeant Victor F- Flattery. Um, just the few weeks before Laura Fletcher was assaulted. Uh, a 17-year-old female customer at a McDon- at a Taco Bell in Mar- Maricopa County, Arizona, was strip searched by a manager while he was on the phone with the supposed police officer. Like Laura, the girl was made to perform jumping jacks and endure a cavity search. On this occasion, local law enforcement wasn't involved. Uh, so the multi jurisdiction task force was established in Massachusetts. Um, I, I cannot say it, so I'm not even going to try. So <laughs> the and the Maricopa County Sheriff gave an interview on CNN, warning the public about the nationwide trend. He called it very a very dangerous situation. And by the time Laura Fletcher was assaulted at at least 17 McDonald's managers had been duped by the caller. Dang so more than a dozen employees were charged with various crimes as a result. Oh, I'm um, sure. But the perpetrator obviously was still a mystery. Those who had taken the calls called had taken his calls described him as having a very calm and authoritative manner his co- conversations were peppered with police language to you know make it more authentic and more believable um he also knew the names of the managers or the local police officers and used these those names to sound more credible so he did his um, research he would do his research. Some of the managers carried out the caller's orders with enthusiasm. Oh, my gosh. But others cried while doing <clears throat> as they were told. So some of them were like, I feel like I have to do this. And they would cry. And then some were like, okay, take off your clothes. Um, one individual who was assaulted, who was an, assaulted an employee on the caller's orders later stated, I didn't want to be doing it but it was like he was watching me, which is very bizarre.
0: And very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. But also,
0: like, if he's watching you, then why don't you show yourself if you you feel like they're watching you.
1: Yeah. Upon learning of the scammers' extensive history, Detective Stump made it his goal to identify and capture him once and for all. After the offender had hung up on his call to the Mount Washington McDonald's, So remember, this Detective Stump is the one in Washington. Okay. It's the detective in Washington. That's right, the Um, stump. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Detective Stump made it his goal to capture him. After the offender had hung up on his call to the Mount Washington McDonald's, an employee had uh, thought to dial star 69. Yeah, that's what I was going to say yeah um this, and for those who are young and don't know what star sixty nine is, this function allowed a call to be made back to a landline because we didn't have caller i d back then, right um, so it called that number back for you um, so it still works oh, it does. Yes, I'm pretty sure
0: you and I have tried it before. Oh, that's right, yeah, okay. You can also be an unknown caller. It also yeah. makes you an unknown caller. Right. Or is that star 67?
1: I think it's I think both. I star
0: 67. I don't know. I don't know either.
1: So. Um, okay. <laughs> so the employee jotted down the scammer's number, but it was listed as a non-existent phone. So he had the phone number, but it wasn't a real. There was no phone attached to the number. Okay. Um, despite this, yeah, Detective Stump was able to determine that a prepaid calling card from a telecommunication company, AT&T, was used to make the call. The discovery had also been made by other, this discovery had also been made by other police departments, but they struggled to find any further information. So Detective Stump was able to trace the use of the card on a payphone located outside of a supermarket in Panama City, Florida, more than 600 miles away.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. I so, my guess was going to be payphone.
1: Yeah, after calling AT and T directly, Detective Stump learned that the largest seller of this their phone cards in Panama City was made at a Walmart. They were there were three WalMarts in Panama City, so Detective Stump contacted Panama City Police, who put him in touch with Detective Victor Flattery, the investigator leading the Massachusetts based task force investigating the strip search scammers detective flottery had already linked the boston scam calls to an at&t prepaid calling card sold at a panama city walmart so it sounds like they're just doing the same work okay and not you know like he's just like one step behind them right um the sourced uh this, they sourced the card's personal identification number. So the P I N oh the PIN number. <laughs> Dummy. The, the P I N number. <laughs> um the PIN number and determined it had been sold on Friday, April 9th at 302 PM, less than two hours before the caller initiated the call to Laura Fletcher's McDonald's. So he bought it and then two hours, less than two hours later, he called her McDonald's. So the card was purchased with cash. So there was no paper trail. Yet this particular Walmart had surveillance cameras filming its uh, registers. So, footage taken at the exact time the card was sold revealed that the buyer was a white man aged between 35 and 40. He had dark, slicked-back hair and eyeglasses. He wore a pair of pants with a blue stripe down the side and a black jacket with a small white lettering. Uh, Detective Flottery recognized the man as one of the individuals who had detonated. Denoted. Detective Flattery recognized the man as an individual entering another Panama City at the time the calling card was used and the Boston scams was born. So he realized that this was the same guy that was at another Walmart buying a calling card for the scams that happened in Boston. Oh, okay. So he's like, okay. This has got to be the same guy. So on June 28th, Detective Flattery arrived in Panama City to speak with the local detectives. When showing the Walmart CCTV footage of the suspect, the Panama City detectives immediately recognized his clothing. And sure enough, it was a uniform worn by officers employed at the Bay Correctional Facility, a private prison in the area. So that's how he knew the lingo. Okay. The, the police lingo. Right. Um Detective Flattery went to the prison and the warden identified the Walmart shopper as a 38-year-old David Stewart. He was a guard who had worked at the prison swing shift for the past 11 months. Stewart was married and had previously worked as a <sighs> truck driver and a small in a mall security guard. What 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 prison was this? Uh Hold on. Um the Bay Correctional Facility.
0: Okay.
1: Um Stewart was married and ha- oh, I already said that. He also volunteered as an auxiliary sheriff as an auxiliary auxiliary sheriff deputy. The detective Flattery paid Stewart a visit and after introducing himself, Stewart said uh after introducing him, himself, asked, why would a sergeant from Mass- Massachusetts <laughs> come down here to talk to you? And Stewart replied that he had no idea. Detective Flottery then asked whether he had ever owned a calling card. At that moment, it appeared to Detective, to detective Flottery. Stewart started sweating super bad. He unclipped the tie he was wearing and asked whether anyone had been hurt. And Detective Flattery said that no one had been physically harmed, but he was sure there would be ongoing mental trauma. Stewart then remarked, "Amen, it's over." What isn't that a weird? Like he's like, "Oh, good, Amen, it's over." Like wh- you were the one that was was doing it, yeah, bro.
0: yeah. Like you're so, acting like. Are you glad yeah. that you're you're done?
1: I mean. I know maybe that. he's oh.
0: maybe it's like Jeffrey Dahmer when he was like I was happy just going to finally stopped him and he, yeah. he knew like mentally like what he was doing was wrong but he like mm-hmm. couldn't stop
1: yeah that's what I'm thinking so despite his cryptic reply expressing relief that it was all over David Stewart claimed to know nothing about the scam calls and denied ever owning a calling card he then <laughs> he's like Oh, good, it's over. But I don't know what is. I don't know. I what's have over. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, he then, uh, you know, retained a lawyer and reserved the right to remain silent. The Massachusetts, hey, said it right. Investigators were unsure what to uh, what to even charge him with, and Panama City police were unfamiliar with the calls he was accused of making. So the the police in Panama city have, they have to have a probable cause in order to arrest somebody, but he didn't technically do anything in Panama city. So in their
0: jurisdiction.
1: Yeah. So um, they would have to get a warrant for his arrest and then extradite him back. Um, But that to extradite somebody, you have to have a good enough reason for the, federal government to spend money on you to fly back right so
0: they don't want to spend money on bad guys unless it's absolutely necessary
1: exactly so uh so uh 20 miles north of panama city officers pulled into the dirt road that led to stewart's mobile home they had been issued a warrant to search the premises inside the trailer they found multiple guns and holsters Hundreds of law enforcement magazines were scattered about. There were also dozens of applications for jobs at police departments. A single prepaid calling card was recovered. It wasn't the one that was used to make the call at the Mount Washington McDonald's, but it was connected to nine other scam calls made during the summer of 2003. Oh, my gosh. The target in those calls included Wendy's and Burger King restaurants in Idaho and Oklahoma. The first of David Stewart's charges was handed down by Mount Washington police. They charged him with soliciting for sex, which is a felony crime. Um, He was placed under arrest and extradited to Kentucky, which is, it's Mount Washington. Maybe it's Mount Washington is in Kentucky. Because honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Um, He was also charged with impersonating a police officer, as well as misdemeanors for soliciting sexual abuse and unlawful imprisonment. Um, Stewart pled not guilty and was released on bail of a hundred thousand dollars. His trial was slotted to take place at the end of the year. The other individuals involved in Laura Fletcher's assault were facing ramifications of their own. Walter Nix was charged with rape and assault. He Good. maintained his stance. Yeah. He maintained his stance that he was too a victim. Oh, poor me. Oh,
0: I was no, you had control of what you were doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he Gen- he said he generally believed that he was following the orders of a police officer, even when those orders turned violent and sexual. Yeah. His fiance Donna, had been shown the CCTV footage of Walter sexually assaulting Laura and promptly ended that relationship. Good for you, Donna. Donna. Yep. Donna was initially suspended from her assistant manager position at McDonald's and later fired Um, dismissing her notion of company policy, specifically bringing non-employees behind the store counters. You're
0: really not supposed to do that. (laughs) Do you know how slippery it is back there? Oh, I bet it is. That's like the biggest reason that you are not allowed to let people back there is because the floor is so slippery because it's so greasy. Greasy,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Donna was also charged with one misdemeanor count of unlawful imprisonment. Um, The other assistant manager that night, Kim Dockery, was transferred to another restaurant. Laura Fletcher never returned to her job at McDonald's. The ordeal left her suffering from panic attacks, insomnia, anxiety, and and depression. And she was terrorized by nightmares of the man attacking her.
0: Oh, my gosh. That poor girl.
1: I know she did graduate high school the month after her attack, but was too traumatized to enroll at the University of Louisville as she was. She had planned
0: that poor baby.
1: There was a bug on my thing Um, in a court document filed that year. She stated, I can't trust anyone. I push people out of my life because I don't want them to know what happened. Laura filed a civil lawsuit against McDonald's, alleging that they had failed to warn employees of the strip search scammers because they knew about it. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what I was I was
0: going to I'm I was going to follow up with asking that.
1: Yeah. Um, Alleging that they had failed to warn employees of the strip search scammer who was targeting fast food outlets. In response, McDonald's, McDonald's is so awful, stated in court documents that Laura herself was partially to blame for her assault. They asserted that she should have realized that the caller was not a real police officer. The company's reaction upset Laura and played a part in her approving that plea deal bargain for Walter. Um, She wanted an apology and for her name to be involved in his apology. So he was, so his charges of um, rape and assault together carried a maximum of 20 years in prison. They were negotiate, negotiated down to one count of unlawful imprisonment and one count of sexual misconduct. Walter had agreed to say sorry to Laura in court and explain that she wasn't to blame. So th- she did this so that she could use his apology in her civil suit with McDonald's. Right. Because if he... <laughs> She's getting the bigger fish. Yes. Yeah. So... um. Walter had agreed in October of 2005. It was announced that Walter would only receive probation despite previously agreeing to a one year term of prison. Um, the prosecuting attorney said that he agreed to probation because Walter didn't have a criminal history and his story of being duped by an experienced hoaxer was likely to be compelling to jury. Um, so he only got probation, <laughs> which just infuriates me he'll do it again yeah he did note however that it was troubling that someone could believe performing a sexual act of any form could be part of any criminal investigation he said there had to be a point where he realized that this wasn't right and he did because he went back to his friend's house and or called his friend and said i did something bad yeah exactly So when Laura discovered that this deal allowed Walter to technically deny any wrongdoing and would prevent him from having to register as a sex offender, she felt betrayed yet again. Her lawyer explained that from Walter's claim that he merely was being, he was merely following orders. On November 2nd, 2005, Walter's lawyer argued in court she in court she pointed to her client's remorse and his below average iq of 83 stating he does feel terribly ashamed he has hurt his family and himself and laura walter offered a public ap- oh, walter, apolog- walter offered a public apology to laura saying i had no intentions of hurting anyone but Judge Tom Waller rejected the plea argument. He had reviewed the surveillance footage of the attack and was deeply troubled by what had occurred. Um, he set a trial date for the following month. and At around the same time that Walter's court uh, proceedings were being negotiated, Laura agreed to speak to ABC News program Primetime about her ordeal. She explained how she had trusted Donna, believing her role as an assistant manager meant she would take care of her staff, and she didn't. Laura teared up as she described how she had felt during the strip search, stating, I was scared, I didn't know what to think, I didn't know what to do. Always petrified. She said that she had deep, desperately wanted to escape the office, but couldn't bear the humiliation of running naked through a busy restaurant. Laura's parents had raised her to do what she was told without arguing, and she said that this made it difficult for her to refuse the orders of an older adult. The show included comments from a clinical psychologist who confirmed that Laura's the description of feeling as though she had left her own body during the assault was common among the survivors of sexual assault. Donna also agreed to participate in the program the abc program like her fiance donna was adamant that she would believe that the individual on the phone was a police officer throughout the interview some of donna's versions of the event directly contradicted the cctv footage shown of the attack so they're like i don't you're remembering this wrong did you watch the video um it, uh, she said Laura had not cried or begged for the strip search to stop, but the video evidence showed her openly sobbing and pleading with her managers when asked why she left that naked teenager alone with her fiance. Donna repeatedly stated that Laura had always been covered up, but she wasn't um. The, yet the interview pointed out that Apron given to Laura was small and only Partially concealed the front of her body Donna denied ever seeing Laura without Her apron while Walter was supervising Her the interviewer Attempted to show Donna a portion Of the surveillance video that That showed This freaking like Nat won't Leave me alone he's <laughs> practicing
0: her Karate guys <laughs>
1: The interview attempted, interviewer attempted to show Donna a portion of the surveillance video that showed her entering the office while Laura was completely naked. Donna's lawyer interrupted her off camera and was like, ah, ah, no, don't say anything, Laura. Donna, don't say anything. Oh.
0: Dang. Yeah.
1: So Walter's trial trial was denied or delayed so that he could undergo a mental health evaluation. Typical. Eventually, his lawyers negotiated another plea deal. In February of 2006, Walter pleaded guilty to charges of sexual abuse, sexual misconduct and unlawful imprisonment in exchange for five years in prison. So not the best, but at but least it's it's, in prison.
0: Yeah, we got something.
1: Yeah so this new argument required walter to serve time register as a sex offender and to testify as a witness at the pending trial of the alleged scammer david stewart which is great three weeks later donna i'm almost done sorry three weeks later donna entered a plea deal or a plea of a misdemeanor charge of unlawful, unlawful imprisonment she had initially intended to plead not guilty But an agreement was struck to prevent Laura from having to testify. Because Laura didn't want to testify. Of course Um, she didn't. Donna was sentenced to one year probation. The prosecutor had argued in favor of Donna as being sent to prison, stating, It didn't matter whether Donna thought she was dealing with police or not. If the President of the United States tells you to take that child's clothes away, you don't do it. There's no excuse for it. Right. However leniency was granted after laura said that she believed her former manager had been generally duped and was another victim of the crime so laura was like no i really think that she thought what she was doing was right so which i'm kind of shocked by i would be so mad at my manager
0: yeah i would
1: too um donna left the courthouse in tears she told the media that she never would have detained and stripped laura if mcdonald's had warned her about the other scam calls and that is where i'm gonna leave us i have so many on
0: this i know because
1: i have
0: i have you know i have a history with mcdonald's so i have things i need to say you should first off being a perfectly you know normal human i'm not a normal human being but i'm a human she is
1: not normal people
0: i freaking know what's right and what's wrong and i know that if somebody calls me and they tell me that they're the police and again i already said this last week but if they tell me to start making someone be like strip them naked and checking Mm. them like no, you can come here yourself and come do that or take them to the police. That's still not right, like even if Mm-mm. you're a police officer and you're gonna go do that, that's not right. That's sexual assault right also, yes, the police or McDonald's should have briefed their employees on this, like you said it had been going on since like the nineties yeah like ninety two I think
1: nineteen ninety two is when there it first, been, the like, first one there should have been like
0: there should have been Regular meetings about this and being like, okay, so if you get a call, be aware of this. Like, corporate should have been involved in this. They should have been like warning all their McDonald's, hey, don't fall for this scam. Yes. Well, they they should have drawn all the employees from all the shifts. I remember being in several different meetings for different random things. When I worked, it's probably because of this, when I worked for McDonald's for random little things, like random things that I didn't give a shit about. But you know what, if they would have actually happened, they probably would have been a big deal right so like that's probably why mcdonald's does that now they're probably better about staying on their game about like warning people like hey this could happen somebody might come piss in your drive-thru on new year's eve just so you know had that happen (laughs) um (laughs) um but yeah like come on and also like donna like come on now donna
1: yeah I don't you're think she's adult. as innocent as she claims, unless she has a really low IQ like Walter. But still, but the
0: fact that she called him to come and watch her I know. naked, unclothed—that's disgusting. That's just I'm sorry, wrong. but you are a garbage human being for doing yep. that. I yeah. th- this girl's wa-
1: this girl's life
0: is ruined. She's traumatized.
1: Yeah, like I I actually agree with that. With her calling, like you're a woman and mm-hmm. would you want a strange man staring at mm-hmm. you while you're naked just just
0: being a human being like you should know that that yeah. is not right that is wrong right would you want that to be done to you exactly i get Ugh. like her because of the person that i am i would forgive anyone for so many like terrible things that people would do to me because I'm just a very forgiving person and I don't like beef but like like I get where she forgave her because like I know like maybe like I was trying to think of maybe like she was under stress because like McDonald's does get busy it gets super busy gets super stressful you had and you said they were shorthanded that night so like they had so many things probably going on like it does get really stressful but on the other hand like my like you're taking away your employee from the floor to go and sit them in the back naked so you're like making yourself more stressed so i'd be like having that on my mind the entire time and be like well if she was out here she could be helping me pass out these orders (laughs) but no
1: she was a drug dealer yeah like Mm. yeah but Uh. okay so uh the other assistant manager that came to take over Donna's yes she, no ramifications for her she just got switched to a different she McDonald's she yes exactly because should, she was
0: higher up or she knew someone I guarantee it
1: she wasn't higher up though she was just another assistant manager well then maybe she knew someone or maybe she was just that lucky she was just that lucky because she knew about it she, that's that's uh uh an accessory she may have not made Laura go into that room and be strip searched, but she knew about it and didn't stop it.
0: Yeah, she should have gotten in trouble, too. Somebody should have called the actual police first thing.
1: Yeah, I I'm sure a lot of those employees that were working that night that knew about what was going on or maybe they didn't know. But the ones that what was it like
0: hook that was the, the nice one that was asked, he was like, yeah. no, this is not right.
1: Yeah, he I bet he feels so bad for not calling. For not the stopping it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure all of them do, but like at the same time like common sense people, even in the common even in sense. that even then you should know that that this is not right.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he did say it wasn't right, but he didn't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, but what I are you going to do? You're going to you go anybody. grab the
0: employee. He didn't have a he probably didn't have a cell phone cuz cell phones weren't that big then yet. Yeah. Not everybody had a cell phone. Like, is he going to go grab the the work phone? No. Someone's on the line.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. So in his defense, uh, there's that.
1: Yeah. I agree. Ugh. <sighs> I'm
0: going to, I'm probably going to go watch this tonight because I feel like yeah. I can watch it now. You
1: and can then, watch like, it now. still yeah.
0: have a little bit of, I'm still going to yeah. argue all of this next week because <laughs> I'm just <laughs> infuriated by it.
1: Uh, um, it's called Don't Pick Up the Phone on Netflix.
0: Okay, it's on Netflix. Okay, perfect. So there you guys go. Yeah. You guys can watch it and, uh, relive the terrible, not relive it, but, oh, po- watch these people relive it.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't get, I, I didn't even watch, I haven't watched it. Oh, you should watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it tonight. Um, but I got my my stuff from other podcasts and online it's a really good story yeah so i don't that would be interesting to see what is on the documentary yeah definitely so anyways do you have a neighborhood story i look at do us. We're also, gonna finish right at an hour i know
0: look at us we're just like on top oh wait of it no this it's week. not
1: an hour because we have the other recording
0: other recording Oh yeah. Oh God. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Well, real quick announcement guys. Um, first off, um, I am working on our seasonal holiday shirt and I have a design. I just have to print it out. So I should be releasing that soon. Yes. Um, also on that note, we have a old one. We have one more old one. It is size large and it is our tabernacle cookies shirt. So my thing is I want you guys to guess. I'm going to make a post as long as I remember those. I'm um, <laughs> going to make a post and ask you guys what you think our next holiday episode shirt is going to be called. And oh, yeah. if you guess right, there can be more than one person who guesses right. I'm going to send you this large shirt. Yeah. So guess what our next episode is going or holiday episode shirt is going to be called and I will send you last year's um it is the last one I'm not going to be making it anymore it's done worn so over
1: uh, just to clarify do they have to comment on that post or can they just like email us or or send us a message on Facebook and stuff
0: I think they should have to comment on the post okay I'll make a post so
1: keep an eye on the post.
0: I'll make it tomorrow,
1: which is, And is it going to be on our page or in our group? Both. Okay. So comment on the post Before and I can I play? Cause I forgot what we picked. Yes. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I have a oh. double knuckle shirt. <laughs> okay. So keep an eye on for that. And then also we are working on doing a paint night. We got to figure out the deets, but that is tentatively on December 9th.
0: Yes, we're looking at December 9th for our paint night. It'll be
1: free. Yeah, a free paint night. Free
0: paint night. You guys can to get just the like, supplies. Yeah, it's just a hangout thing. We'll let you guys know which video we're doing and what time and what supplies you need. So like what color paint you need. It's just like usually acrylic and whatever size uh, canvas you want to use. Yeah. So it'll be a Christmas theme. So you guys can do it with us this year. Instead of doing our holiday episode, we're going to do that with you guys. Yeah. Or try to. We're going to try to make it work. So um, it be looking work. at that. Yes, it should yeah, work. Yeah, keep-
1: keep keep your ears peeled for more details,
0: yes, get your so, potato peelers and peel your ears.
1: do you um, have a neighborhood story
0: Yes, uh, this one says, "I caught kids smoking weed.
1: <gasps> no, not the no. devil's lettuce. Two
0: kids in a black suburban, both of the perpetrators were white males ages sixteen to eighteen. One was kind of handsome. And the other was Uh-oh. nerdy. No offense. Uh-oh. Please report if you see them hot boxing around the neighborhood. Someone commented, and please nobody drink alcohol. And the other person commented, agree. Some do worse things than smoky weed. Leave them alone. Um, like comment on how underage children look nerdy or handsome.
1: I was just <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> Let's start.
0: Let's let's call the Karen who just talked about
1: <laughs> What are do you doing? Do you look like you're fighting your mic. This freaking neck. <laughs> <laughs> and we he's about should to drop not... a beat. <laughs> <laughs> that was the bluey sound. <laughs> I was
0: But, yeah, let's call out the Karen or the, I guess, the Sharon, because she's, like, the sexy Karen who drinks a little bit too much Pinot Grigio and is, like, "Mm, the 16-year-old down the road. He looks fine, but his friend
1: is kind of nerdy. We should not be objectifying (laughs) underage children. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like, you should have not
0: obeyed it. You should have reworded that post. I yeah. get it. Like, you don't want kids hotboxing their car in front of your house or something. That's fine. But at we the same even, time, we don't talk be like, about what they look like, let's say, let's not say, let's just say there's just some teenagers hotboxing a car. Not like one of them was kind of cute. I kind of like him. You kind of like, like him. Maybe I sent him like a little note or something or a text. Like,
1: he'd answer back. <laughs> So Sharon. Oh this is my address. Beep 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 beep, beep, beep. Come. <laughs> I have I have things to talk about with and you. Pino
0: Grigio for
1: you. And as Pino well. Grigio. <laughs> uh, only afternoon, obviously. So yes. come like at one o'clock and it will be allowed. Yes.
0: Sharon sounds <laughs> way more fun than Karen, but also she can get into a lot of trouble if she's not Carol. Sharon Calm down, Sharon. Calm
1: down. <laughs> We're going to get, sorry it was long. Um, We love you.
0: Go watch the Netflix documentary about this story. So uh, I'm going to go watch it too. And also okay. um, be on the lookout for um, neighborhood posts on our What's With The Neighbors group and Facebook page.
1: Love you guys. Love you guys. Have you checked in on The Neighbors? What's With The Neighbors? Bring Amy, Bring Amy, out. Amy out. out. Oh freaking that! The cats aren't here. Say hi to our cats for us. Meow! Don't get oh, dead. don't get dead. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> goodbye. Okay. Goodbye,
0: goodbye
1: now. Bye now. Goodbye. goodbye.